Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany. Back in the studio where it all began with my good pal, Jesse Lucier. Jess, welcome back to the pod. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? It's so good to be back. I yeah. missed it. Yeah. Missed it. We're in here with all the instruments today, so everything's a little different. Uh, it's good to be back. Paulie's in here taking care of us as usual. How are you? How are you? How are you? Yeah, yeah. Got your Bruins jersey on, Paulie? I got my Bruins underwear on, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a good year for the Bruins. Yeah. It's a great year for the Bruins. So, guys, we got a, a special uh, holiday edition of the podcast here. Um, we're going to take a look in at the uh, Canadian teams here with my hockey insider, Jesse, and uh, just maybe talk about some surprises that we've seen throughout the league right now and, and where things are at, make a few predictions. So, Jess, I think we should start uh, start the podcast off with a little Canadian content. Um, yep. We'll start out west with the Vancouver Canucks. We'll check yes. in on them first. I mean, not a bad team to start off with right now. No. Um, you know what? I think last year as well, a bit of a disappointing year, a bit of a down year. And it seems that the core that they have built there is really, really playing well. It's good to see Brock Besser doing very, very well. Yeah. Um, and then I think... I mean, people know Quinn Hughes is a good player, but I don't know if we all realize just how good he is. And uh, and it's a fun team. Like it's a rock and building, and mm-hmm. yeah, they they're going to be good. They're going to be this good for for a while. Yeah, it seems so. Twenty two nine and two record right now, scoring an absolute ton of goals. Yeah. Power play is buzzing. Yeah. Uh, Demko world class goaltending right now. There's not a lot going wrong in Vancouver. And after, like you said, uh, you know, coaching changes and. You know, people were so high on them last year. I think expectations got a little over, a little overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And, and was it last year they got rid of Butra? Was that last year? It was late the year before, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're a fun team right now to watch. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add about the Canucks right now? Yeah. Look, I think things are like you said. They're all just falling in place together, and guys are all playing well. I mean, who would have thought? You know coming into the year that JT Miller would be, you know, top five in points in the yeah. NHL. And so, yeah, no, the great team. Um, it's been some tough years uh, for Canucks fans, so I'm sure I'm sure they're uh, they're happy. So, um, yeah, been a strong year. Fun team to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's a good story. There's not a lot of good stories on the West Coast. And, <laughs> That's know, true. West for Canada. but You yeah, mentioned Hughes there. I mean, that whole family has been just absolutely oh, electric right now. Yeah. Um, they could win the Hart and the Norris this year. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be some kind of <laughs> Could <record>. you imagine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's never happened before. Yeah. 
Yeah, fact check that, Polly. But I don't <laughs> think two brothers have ever won the uh, the Hart and the Norris before. But yeah, a really fun team. And Heronic coming out of nowhere, just an absolute stud on the power play. Um, yeah, everything's going right in Vancouver. Hopefully, uh, you know that city can can keep things going. Yeah. Uh, next stop, the Calgary Flames. Uh, bit of a up and down season so far for them. Current record: thirteen, fourteen, and five. Getting scored on a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to the TSN guys actually last night, and they were talking about how this team has changed drastically from like a slower, tougher, uh, built-on-grit kind of team. They've added some speed and some youth into their lineup. Yeah. Hasn't really produced a whole lot yet, but they're showing signs, Jess. They've been playing good lately. Um, uh, Markstrom was out for a little while. Yeah. That really hurt them. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Flames? Yeah, look, I think the, the Flames have had that kind of M.O. for a while. And it's, I mean, I know Sutter's not there, but it's kind of his sort of blueprint yeah. type of team. Um, and it's been challenging for the skill guys. I mean, you look at Huberto before he went to Calgary, and I think this year he even got scratched or benched. And, he did. You know, here was a guy yeah. who was a 100-point guy, and it's tough to see the Kachuk who went the other way and how the success he's having. But, yeah, yeah and then... You know, a couple D-men on the back end that they, they locked in. Um, you know, former Moosehead and teammate of mine, Uyghur. Um, you know, he's playing well on that team. But I think some guys who they expect to be doing very well, it's kind of the opposite story as what we've seen in Vancouver where the big players are playing very, very well. Yeah. I would say, you know, that the big guys in Calgary probably aren't producing the way they need to. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like a one step forward, two steps back. You know, that it seems like they're... They can't string together a couple wins. But again, it's a, it's another team that can have one good month. And I couldn't imagine having to go into Calgary play that team. Like, that would be a tough, long, long game. And um, But, yeah, probably not probably not where they want to be. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of change, like you said, uh, going from Sutter's blueprint uh, to trying to come up, come into a new system here this year has been a it's been it's there's been some growing pains. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Flames are a team that, like you said, they've had that identity for so long. Um and you bring in a guy like Huberto, who was on a freewheeling Florida team that yeah. was putting up five, six goals a game. Yeah. I think they realized, you know, Mackenzie Weger too, like a guy like him who's a, such a great skater, such an offensive guy, uh, they needed to make some changes with their systems. And it yeah. seems like they're doing it now. They're showing hope. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be a team that it's – they're going to be looking at uh, knocking at the door of the playoffs when, when, yeah. when the time comes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's tough, like – you know, you lose a guy like Gaudreau and you try to, you know, replace him with, with the Huberdo. And, and again, like, they really need him to find it. Um, they signed him to a big contract, big deal. And, but again, he's the type of player that can just all of a sudden turn up the heat and then all of a sudden this team becomes, you know, pretty dangerous. I mean, even yeah. last year they were, you know, they were a strong team and people had their eye on them going into playoffs. But, yeah, long story short, I don't think, if I was given a report card, I would say, you know, B minus, C yeah. plus at best. And they still have got a world class goalie there. I mean, Markstrom, he gets hot. He can steal oh, games. Cadre's yeah, yeah. a guy who's got to be motivated, it seems. And and when he gets going, if the team gets going, you know, I think the backlands, they, they got a few guys. Uh, Pospisil, is it? The guy who scored a nice goal last night. Yeah. Um, they got a few young guys that are really, really moving the puck, really yeah. moving their feet well. The team's, team speed is picking up, and a lot's changing in Calgary. So we'll keep an, an eye on them, Jess. Yeah. Um, we're going to go a little bit north of, uh, of Calgary to, uh, to take a look at the Edmonton yes. Oilers. And this has been an absolute disaster first two months of the season yeah, for them. Yeah. Starting, We'll start with the Jack Campbell situation. Um, just kind of, you know, when Scrivens was on the podcast, it was one of the things I asked him about. Like, what, 
and he talked about how it happened to him before, and he ended up down in the AHL and trying to find his game. And Jack Campbell's in a situation right now where he went down to the AHL and just got lit up there too. Yeah. Like he, there was such high hopes for him, and he's got such a big contract. What's the solution and goal to start with? Man, honestly, it seems like Edmonton is the place where goalies just go to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's it's awful. Like you look at, I mean, I can't even remember. Like when they went to the finals in in '06, um, when they had Dwayne Rolison. Mm -hmm. Ever since then, I don't know if they've had a, a consistent starter. Yeah, and you look at some of the guys like a Cam Talbot who you, who was there. Now he's in LA playing unbelievably well. Yeah. I just think that it's not a goaltending problem. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you can't just bring somebody in. Like if you brought in, you know, when Carey Price or whatever. Yeah. Like the team structurally, the way they play, that the you know the the dynamo that they are offensively just leaves a lot of holes. And I don't know, man. Like. You know, Campbell was, was solid in Toronto, but Toronto had a very strong team. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what the, the solution is. I, I mean, I can't imagine. It's tough. It's tough. And it's that position, goaltending, is such a lightning rod Yeah, when things are going well and especially when things are going bad. So yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't have the solution, man. Yeah, I do agree, though. Like, um, it's all about the system of the team. Yeah. And, and um, you know, Jack Campbell was so good in, in L.A., yeah, and he was so good in in Toronto, but it's a completely different structure team. Yeah, um, we've all we know we've known for years that Edmonton has a lot of deficiencies on the blue line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I think, you know, Stuart Skinner's more than capable um, of holding holding the fort down there for them. Um, Calvin Pickard's jumping in a few a few games here, but he's yeah. he's always been a backup. He's never been a number yeah. one guy. They're not gonna win a Stanley Cup with, with those two yeah, guys. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope you're wrong because uh, these years are McDavid's years are, are you know they're, they're special years with having him and Drysdale yeah. together, and even Nugent Hopkins has been on another level. Zach yeah. Hyman's putting the puck in the net at an unbelievable pace. Yeah, and uh, yeah, McDavid's. Uh, let's talk about him for a second. Yeah. Uh, we have to we have to check in on McJesus. Um, yeah. he he had a slow start, but it, do you think teams are just really keying in on him or? Is he? Did he? Obviously, he didn't lose a step. Yeah. Uh, his shooting—he's not shooting the puck as much as he has in the past. Is this an issue? Is it a problem? Look, I think when the team was whatever they started, like two and nine or whatever, and they yeah. fired their coach, McDavid only had a, a, you know a handful of points, and people were were saying just that: is this the end? Is this the end? <laughs> and then in the next five or six games, he like jumps from being in like the ninetieth, you know. In yeah. points to in the top five. Yeah. So so first and foremost, he's the type of player that when you go and play Edmonton or Edmonton comes to town, you don't have one line to try to shut him down. You don't have one player to shut him down. You have an entire system in yeah. place to try to slow him down. Yes. So nothing's changed in that sense. Um, you know, if anything, um, yeah, I think early on in this year. Uh, there was a game where he kind of went into the boards a bit weird. I this I honestly think he was just playing hurt. Yeah. And now he's Yeah, fine. he was supposed to be out for a couple of weeks and he came back like 3 days yeah, later. Yeah, to play in the the winter class. That's right. right. And then yeah. so I think he was probably hurt, but look, I wouldn't say in Oiler Nation you have if there's have to worry about McDavid. Yeah. But I agree with you in the sense where this window of those guys is closing. Yeah. And you know, you got to I mean 
again, it's great to see Nugent Hopkins performing, but you're not going to win with that blue line. And yeah. I don't know what Kenny Holland's going to do, man. It's this monumental task mm -hmm. to, to try to turn this into contender. And these guys are good enough to win. I mean, McDavid is probably the only guy that I've seen in the last 20 years to single-handedly win a series outside of a goaltender. Yeah. When he beat, when they beat the Flames, he had like six multi-point games. Like, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's certainly back on pace right oh, now. Yeah. I I think he had nine after his slump. He went. He had like nine points in two games. Yeah, yeah. twenty and, then, and five. Or something like yeah, that. something yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they're currently thirteen, fifteen, and one. Yeah. After, like you said, a two and nine start. So, tons of hope for Edmonton still. Yeah. Um, seems like they're really responding to the new coach yeah. who who coached with McDavid in in, uh, yeah, in juniors. In, in yeah. juniors. Yeah. So you know, I can see I can see them really turning it around and and continuing and and. Like I said, they don't need a they don't need Carey Price in there. They just need to, you know, get structurally a little bit yeah. better. Yeah. So yeah, Edmonton Oilers, lots of hope there. Um next stop, Jess, uh Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Currently 18-9 and 3. This was the Jets team that I thought was going to be there last year. They made a few moves this year. Um core of their team like they got rid of Blake Wheeler yeah. who's who's a who's an all-star player mm -hmm. um they still got the same guys on D obviously they lost Truba the year before but Morrissey's totally capable of, of picking up all that slack yeah. yeah defensively real solid Hellebuck world-class goalie what are your thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets can they maintain this this winning percentage that they're on right now look you look at this team a few years ago they were right there in the conference final um, the, this has been a strong, strong team that a, a lot of people had penciled in to be a contender. Yeah. And I think last year they, they got hit with the injury bug uh, hard. Yeah. You know, like you look at Ehlers was out for most of the season. Um, their back end was tight. Um, you know, Hellebuck was playing like every game. Now they got this kind of duo that's going there that's working pretty well. Brassois, yeah, playing yeah. well. So this is the team that I think everyone expected. Um, they, they love the coach there. A uh, guy was in Dallas. I can't remember his name right now, but um, uh, they brought in a new coach. And after uh, Paul Maurice just said, I'm retiring from coaching this team. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it was probably just they need a bit of a pivot, a bit of a shift. But this is a really strong team, a really oh, Rick good Bonus. team. Rick Bonus, sorry. Yeah, yeah Rick, Rick Bonus. Bonus. Yeah. Yep. So I would say that, yes, I think this team is going to keep going and it's going to keep rolling right into the playoffs. And they're yep. going to be a tough team to beat out, man. What are your thoughts on Kyle Connor? Because to me, he seems like a guy who you don't notice, you don't notice, you don't notice, and then all of a sudden he just scores an amazing goal. Uh, he's got a real great release. Um, kind of does. I don't know. I wouldn't say he does all the little things right. Yeah. But offensively, this guy's a juggernaut. Yeah, dynamo. And I think what people don't realize is how big he is. Yeah. He's got some serious size. So you combine that type of skill and speed with that size. That's a handful. Like I remember being a defenseman and just thinking those were the toughest guys to play against. Yeah. Kind of that power forward skill. Yeah, man, it's tough. To well, he looks thin because he's so yeah. thin up top. He's got kind of you know small shoulders, yeah. but he, yeah, you're right. He's he's definitely yeah. a solid guy. And he can shoot and he can make plays. So you know, trying to handle that on a power play, like, yeah, it, uh, he's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. The guys they brought in from the Kings also really contributing. Really turned. Uh, yeah. I follow especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, losing Wheeler, they, they brought in a couple more depth guys. Their, their scoring was never their issue. Um, and, uh, yeah, they got a nice return for Wheeler as well, yeah. I believe. So yeah. future Brighton Winnipeg? Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely wouldn't want to live there still. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough sell yeah, to sign a contract yeah, yeah, in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. But Ehlers <laughs> is looking great, healthy. and, and the Did you play like, with Ehlers in yeah. Halifax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. kind of guy is he? 
one of the best humans I've ever met. Really? Wonderful, wonderful person. Seems really humble and quiet. And he's just awesome. But man, he he's a competitor. Like yeah. he competes. So I mean, he's dropped the gloves a few times. Yep. And uh, but yeah, no, but yeah, from a, a personal standpoint, he's just a, a phenomenal individual and an incredible hockey player. Yeah. He was probably the reason why. So my 19 year old year in Halifax, I think I was plus. 30 or something like that yeah. and i was just sta- i was just lucky to be on the ice and he was on the ice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he scored a lot of goals a lot in the, of in goals the queue, that didn't year. He? yeah yeah he had a lot of goals that year all right so that's the jets um move on to the sense here jess currently 11 16 and 0 um as i was typing the notes to you the other morning sending jess a little rundown of what we're going to chat about today one of my notes was is it time to fire dj smith <laughs> and then as i refreshed the the nhl.com chant, uh, page dj smith fired by yeah. the sens yeah um surprisingly this team you know full of young talent uh seemingly they got a great core they bring in a couple veteran guys mm-hmm. Giroux is supposed to be the guy keeping these guys together mm-hmm. um surprisingly not scoring goals uh, struggling on the road, they're three and seven on the road. Is that the sign of a young team, or what's going on in in Ottawa? Look, I agree with you. Where the future is very bright in Ottawa, the young guys they're they're all playing very well. They're in big roles, um, but I think that is also the the problem. Where you've got young guys, it's a very tough league, and then when you're playing on those top lines, you're going in every night with some of the toughest matchups, right? Yeah. So, you know. Yes, you know, Batherson and Norris are, are excellent players. Mm-hmm. But if you think about them going into, you know, Toronto, they're playing against the Matthews line yeah. or they're going into, you know, you name it, they're playing against the top line. So mm-hmm. they're just being, I think, outplayed. Not to say they're not playing well. It's just they're not, I don't know if they're quite there yet yeah. to go head to head. But that's also how, what, you know, it takes time to develop that. So I think the scoring part is one thing. You know, even like a Brady Kachuk, who is just relentless competitor out there. Both of those two are. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think it takes a little bit of time to uh, to uh, to develop into that kind of first line role. The other thing I'll say about uh, Ottawa that I don't know if enough people are talking about is just how good Sanderson is. Yeah, this Sanderson guy will win the Norris Trophy once or twice. In you his heard career. it here first. He will win a Norris in his career, no question. Is asked. he is he playing with Chikrin? Uh, I think they split them up. Okay. Um, so I was just going to ask you about Chikrin as well. I mean, he was the on, on the free agency market. Chikrin was the guy that every team kind of wanted. Yeah. Um, he's found a home in Ottawa. He's got he twenty one points, twenty seven games, but he's a minus four. Yeah. Um, Sanderson. He's a he's a plus two, yeah, not bad. Um, but yeah, and and I agree with what you said about Kachuk. There's being so much asked of this guy right now, yeah. And he kind of he he seemed like a guy who gelled really well with DJ Smith. Um, I'll just jump into this. Seeing Jacques Martin being hired, I think is a really good opportunity to not only kind of change the mindset of this team a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran guy that that they're going to listen to. DJ Smith seemed like a hard ass who could fire guys up, yeah. um, motivator. Jacques Martin's an X's and O's guy. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna have Alfie by his side. Yeah, um, they're basically just recreating the team. From the team like, from the late nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> exactly. Right. <laughs> so I mean, I think this is a really good move because Kachuk, to me, you know, super talented player, plays with his heart on his sleeve, doing way too much right now. Yeah. Um, this guy's chirping off goalies. He's fighting every other game. Um, to me, it's, it's 74 like penalty minutes. 74 <laughs> pims. And I mean, 
I don't mind that. I don't mind him, but he's your captain. Yeah. And and he can't be losing it emotionally every yeah. game. I'll say that I didn't love the move of making him captain. Right. I didn't love it. Um, but again, you know, I'm not in the locker room and, yeah. and uh, it seems pretty unanimous, but you know, this is a guy that it, it's hard not to jump on board when, when Kachuk is playing and he will show up every game, random Tuesday. I was watching the game this morning, Arizona, just, you know, yeah. <laughs> right after it. Like, yeah. So, um, no, you can't take that away from him. No, he's a, the ultimate competitor and they got a good goalie in Corpus Allo in yeah. there now. So they've got a solid decor, which is very tough to build. Yeah. So that I think is in place with, with, uh, Shabbat. Shabbat's been injured. Yeah. But with Shabbat Sanderson and Chikrin, you know, yeah, and then you kind of round out solid. the bottom three. That's a solid core there. So just give this team another year or two. I do think the coaching change is probably warranted. And yeah. then I think you always see this on these kind of emerging teams where now they'll take that next step. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on the Sens. I think they are underperforming. But with that being said, they're in a really tough division, man. Yeah, they, they certainly are. Yeah, yeah they're in a really tough spot. But I can see them turning it around. I don't think they're going to make their playoff team right now. They're just... There's too far behind right now. Eleven and sixteen is, is yeah. too slow of a start for them. They're not going to go on a fifteen and five run. Not like you said, not playing against those opponents. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I hope they keep everyone together. Um, it seems like most of their guys are locked up for a few years at this point. So, yeah. future's bright, I think, in, in Ottawa. But it's it may not be their year. All right, Jess, let's look at my Habs now for a minute. Um, Lot to say about these guys. There's so much going on in Montreal. 14, 13, and 4. Very surprisingly, uh, we're not expected to be where they're at right now. Um, they're young. They're an inconsistent team. Um, Cole Caulfield's struggling to score goals right now. Didn't see that happening. You got big Josh Anderson, who's scored three on the season right now. He had, yeah. he had no goals for like a, a streak of 50-something games or yeah, something yeah. crazy. Um, Gallagher's a minus 12 and they're still, they have a, they have a above 500 record. Yeah. Um, they're a super hard working team and, and, you know, you see this where teams often play like their coaches, Alex Burroughs, Marty St. Louis grinders, yeah. hardworking guys. St. Louis was a point guy, but he was a tough, yeah. tough competitor. Yeah. And this team works hard. They're not an easy out. You don't go into Montreal and win 6-1. Yeah. Seems like they're always in games. What? And Slavkovsky's finally starting to show signs of life. Um, I don't have a whole lot of hope in the team continuing at this pace because I think it's they're playing a little over their heads right now. Right. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep it going. I hope they do. But what are your thoughts uh, on the Habs? Yeah, so... I think they're definitely improving, which is great, despite some of their kind of top six really, really not performing. Like yeah. Anderson, I mean, for me, Anderson is a guy, you know, obviously as a Leafs fan, he is a Leafs killer. And every time he'd come in and, you know, he would just find those big goals, like latent periods, like, but without that this year, um, you know, and, and Gallagher, I just think, you know, he's getting closer and closer to retirement, right? Like, so, yeah. Um, you know, I always, <laughs> I always lo laugh watching him play. Like, obviously, he's he's just a, like again, a relentless competitor. But I feel like he's on the ice all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just always diving and reaching, and yeah. Um, he spends a lot of time on the ice, laying down, yeah. getting back up. Yeah. But one, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one nice surprise has been Monahan. Yeah. And how Resurgence. awesome he's been for them, and yeah. they got him for nothing. Yeah. So. And then that 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 Ulanen guy on the on the you know kind of in the depth he's been a nice surprise. And then 
um, Mike Matheson on the back end. So that so despite having some guys who are not playing that well, mm-hmm. I think they have some guys who are really outperforming. And I think Mike Matheson's one of them. And then I really like Barron. Yep. You know, another Halifax Moosehead. Another Moosehead. Um, <clears throat> but I I really like him and and Gooley and their and Montreal. So on that back end, they've they've got a pretty f- solid core there, which I think can get you wins in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, I, I still don't think this team will make the playoffs. Um, I think they've got a long ways to go. Yeah. And I was I was really excited to see um, the guy that they picked up from Colorado. The, Alex Newhook? Yeah, I was really yeah. excited to kind of watch him. I know he's injured now, but, yeah. um, you know, he I think he's going to fit really nicely into that lineup. But, um, yeah, long story short, I agree with you. I think they're out, outperforming right now in terms of kind of where this team is. They yeah. do have some some room to grow. But I will say the last thing about Montreal is that Suzuki is – the real deal. Yeah, I really that, like him too. That man. guy's awesome. That yeah, guy's awesome. He's yeah. a great captain. Uh, I think that was a smart choice. Yeah. And let's not forget, they've been doing this all without Kirby Doc, um, who was, you know, playing right. on the top right. line last year. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Pearson's been out. Newhook's been out. They got a ton of young guys in this lineup right yeah. now, which is really good because they're going to get some experience before these guys come back. Yeah. David Savard, I think, has been out a lot of games this yeah. year. Um, be interested to see if he stays for the rest of the season. Well, here's target. yeah. I think he. I think what they're going to do at the deadline with Savard, and they've also got three goalies that are NHL capable. Uh, Montembeau uh, has been playing well. Um, I never had a lot of faith in him uh, when they first got him, but but he was playing in Florida yeah. and getting scored on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jake <laughs> Allen, you know, a streaky goalie. He's in a lot of three-two hockey games. Yeah. He keeps them in, and then you got Primo, who's I think ready to play in the NHL. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know. Trade deadline comes. They move one of these goalies. My guess would be Jake Allen gets a shot somewhere at yeah. a team that needs a real solid backup. Like a Vegas or something. Yeah. yeah. you know They're not going to go through five goalies in the playoffs <laughs> yeah, again and yeah. hope to win. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you know, you might want to move a guy, like you said, David Savard, um, and, and build for the future. So I think, you know, this isn't going to be their year. I'm a little surprised at where they're at right now. And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jess, I'm going to let you take the lead on the Leafs. I know you've been waiting. You've been chomping at yes. the bit to talk about the Leafs right now. Currently 16-7-6. and six. Uh, I'll let you take the take the reins here. Right. So, obviously, I love watching the Leafs. This is my team. Always has been my team. They've been very good. It's been a great, you know, in terms of regular season for the last five, six years to be a Leafs fan. And then we just get burned in the playoffs. Coming into this season and watching this team, it's probably the least confident I've been in the in the last two or three years. Yeah, I just don't think when I watch this group, there's just something that doesn't see sit well when I think about them in the playoffs. And I don't know if it's they. I mean, they get scored on a ton. I think they're like 29th or 30th for goals against. So you don't win yep. Stanley Cups that way. That I don't love. But the thing is, is that it's an exciting team to watch. I mean, you know. For example, they were going into third period down five nothing, and they almost won. <laughs> <laughs> they went to overtime. Yeah, I know that and was insane. Yeah, so it I, seems like they have a lot of late game heroics. Yeah, actually, you know, it's it, it is something I want to mention. I've been watching this closely because the Leafs are doing something a little bit different when the net is empty, when they kind of in a six on five situation. Yeah, that I've been watching. Like if you look at the playoffs, they just always seem to score. Yeah, and what they do is that they'll park a guy at the net or one or two or sometimes even three guys. And no matter where they have the puck in the zone, 
instead of trying to work it around and get that kind of nice shot, nice lane, yeah, they just throw it at the net. And if you watch, away. you just watch it. And they'll they'll throw it at the goalie's feet, and they all just will be like just pounding and pounding away. And, yeah, and it's effective. So. You know, it'd be interesting. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to defend it. Like, just throw it there, and then guys just like unless the goalie can just absorb every single one, but it's not going to happen. So, yeah. Outside of that, the fact they're in this many situations where that's something I notice yeah. <laughs> is probably not great. Yeah, that they've had a lot of comebacks, and yeah. it seems like Matthews is just burying rebounds every time. Oh man, and then yeah, then that's the other thing too is their big guns are just so good. Yeah. Like in Nylander, he's is playing so, fantastic. This so year. good. Yeah. I can't foresee them signing him without losing like a Bertuzzi or somebody on the back end because he's going to ask for, he, he's going to ask and he should get 11 million at yeah. least. Yeah. So long story short, it's a really fun team to watch. I love watching them play, mm-hmm. but it's probably the least confident I am in this team kind of turning into a championship. Yeah. Now we'll see, but look, I don't love our goaltending situation. A um, couple injuries. We got Martin Jones there now, who, like, I didn't even know we had him on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, defensively, man, we're just getting, we're getting scored on way too much. You can't be 30th in goals against and have yeah. a hope to win. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, as usual, a bit of a roller coaster in Toronto. A lot yeah. of ups and downs. One week, they're they're Stanley Cup contenders. Right now, they're, they've won six. They're six, one, and three in their last 10, something yeah. like that. So they're on a heater right now. Everybody's back on board. Um, you know, uh, we'll jump right into this one, Jess, because um, I just want to ask, like, out of all the Canadian teams, I-, I think, you know, it's pretty obvious the Leafs and the Canucks are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, out of the others, or, or and sorry, and the Jets. Yeah. But between the, uh, the Flames, Oilers, Habs, Sens, are any of them making the playoffs? I don't think you can discount the Oilers just on, on purely McDavid and Dreisaitl alone. Um, I think they can get in. Uh, there's not a lot of kind of separation in that division where, it, you know, for the most part, you get on a 5-6 game winning streak, you should be able to slip in. Yeah. So I wouldn't discount the Oilers. The Flames, I just, I don't know, I can't see it unless unless something really starts to change there. Ottawa, I don't think so. And Montreal, I think they won't be able to keep this up. And, and um, you know, ultimately, they just the, the, the division is so good. The Eastern Conference is so strong. Um, it's going to be very tough for, for Montreal and I think Ottawa to, to make it. But, yeah, I think in Calgary, it's going to be tough. Um, Vancouver, I think, will make it, no problem. Winnipeg. Winnipeg has a real shot to, you know, go into the second, maybe in third round. Yeah. Um, and then we'll and then we'll see about the Leafs. We'll see about the Leafs if they can get out of the first round again <laughs> for yeah. more than a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be good to see, man. Uh, Leafs Nation certainly deserves it. All right, so that's a look in at our Canadian teams. Jess, what we're going to do now is we're just going to look at each division quickly, and uh, I'll give you a, a surprise that you know for me, and, and see if you can pick one out as well. When we're not talking about hockey on across the pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in... ATP 20. Tell them across the pond, sent ya. Uh, we'll start with the Metro Division. 
Um, I'd like to touch on on the Philadelphia Flyers for yes. a minute here. Um, this this team's my surprise in the Metro, and it shouldn't be because John Tortorella, Tortorella has done this everywhere he's been. He's won the he's won the Coach of the Year three times. Yeah. He finds a way to really turn a team around really quickly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been his mo. It lasts for a couple seasons, and then he kind and of no moves, one can handle it anymore, and no <laughs> one can take it anymore. There's like too many uh, injuries from blocking yeah. shots. Yeah. But this Philadelphia Flyers team, um, 79 goals against right now. Uh, Carter Hart was injured for the for the first part of the of the season, yeah. you know, like half a month or something, and it seemed like, oh God, how are they going to win a game without Carter Hart? Like mm. I thought, you may they may be in the bottom of the division. A lot of young talent on the team. Um, John Tortorella up to his old tricks. How are the Philadelphia Flyers 18 and 10 right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think last year they were the worst team in the division, maybe outside of Columbus. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, you're right. Tortorella comes in and he'll squeeze the juice out of any team. It seemed to me that the Flyers had kind of lost that identity that they had, this mm -hmm. kind of gritty group. Yeah. And um, I think with Tortorella coming back in, it probably jolted a lot of the players on that team yeah. to be like, oh, okay, this is what it takes to be in the NHL. This is a, a, a experienced veteran coach. So they had a strong, they had good pieces there. And even though they lost like Provorov on the back end, yeah. they still have like some very solid, like Konechny and Owen Tippett. And these yeah. guys are solid, good players. They've totally moved on from Voracek and Giroux. Yeah. yeah. Identity change, yeah. like yeah. you said. So yeah, no, and, and just getting it done in that division, which is not an easy division. And, you know, in the Eastern Conference, um, yeah, I think long story short, I, I am surprised. I didn't think they were going to be this good, but just kind of looking at their team, you know, they do have a very good team. Yeah. The young guys are playing great, man. And like you said, uh, Torts is getting everything out of them. Uh, who's your surprise team in the match? Either, either good or bad? Yeah, I think for me, it's Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, they're, this is a team that I've been on now since we've started this podcast. Yeah. Um, but it, and I, I would say they're surprised to the downside to me. I thought they'd kind of be running away with this division. Um, but, you know, like similar to the way the Rangers are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they just don't see something seems a bit off to them uh, for them for me this year. 103 goals against. Again, it's just, you know, this was a, a really, you know, Brindamore style team. It's yeah. just really stymie defensively getting those big goals. But it just seems like the game is a lot more opened up. They're similar to like Toronto where, you know, they're playing these kind of wild scoring games. But like that's not their identity. That's right. not their MO. That's what, not totally. what made them so successful. So. Something seems to be pivoting and changing in Carolina from this kind of juggernaut that they've been the last few years. Mm -hmm. And but I think that's why, you know, they, they've had success in the playoffs. But then every time when, like, the series they lose, they always get pounded by that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, kind of a surprise to me that they're, they're, they're probably not where they – where I would have pegged them kind of almost at the midpoint of the season. Even at a team that's five games over f over 500, it seems like they're disappointing. And, and I'll just add a little bit to that. They're 8 and 10 on the road for a yeah. team that play, that rolls four lines. Yeah. Like, this is a team that shouldn't have matchup problems. They, they might be the deepest offensive team in the NHL. Why are they 8 and 10 on the road? I don't know. I don't it's know. Strange. It's a tough question. Yeah. And I mean, that, that the rink, since the new ownership has come in, like, they've done a good job. Like, it's an exciting place. But. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. All right, Jess, let's move to the Central Division. Um, I'll, start, I'll start again with my surprise for this division. Um, and the team that's not talked about a lot, the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Uh, to me, 
really well balanced team. I've seen them play really well against good teams this year. Yeah. Um, they're not a pushover anymore. They're eleven and five at home. Um, they're at not the so at the Mullet Arena. At the Mullet <laughs> Arena. Yeah, in their uh, five thousand capacity <laughs> yeah. arena. Hard to play in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tough crowd. Yeah. Uh, five and eight on the road makes sense to me because they're not super deep, but. I don't know, man. They're just they they really are a hardworking team, and and they're surprising a lot of top quality opponents right now. They're plus eight. They're not scoring a lot of goals, ninety seven goals right now in the season, but that's more than a lot of teams. Like that's yeah. right there with the Jets. Yeah. Um. You know. So I'm I'm a little bit surprised with the, the where Arizona's at. I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up the whole year. But Vamelka's playing well. They're getting good goaltending. Yeah. Um. Who's your surprise in the in the Central? I think. People aren't speaking enough about the Dallas Stars. Yeah. And just how good of a season that they're having right now, how strong they are, like in terms of their whole lineup, how the, the players that they have that just people just don't talk about. Maybe it's just because it's in Dallas, but yeah. Heiskinen is unbelievable. Robertson's unbelievable. Forsberg seems alive again. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, these guys are just like they're flying right now and they're yeah. doing it under the radar, but they're in first place. Like yeah. it's so. And don't get it wrong, like these guys were in the Stanley Cup final, what, two years ago? Yeah. So this is a, a strong group, veteran group, knows how to get it done. I mean, watch out for this team, you know, come playoff time, I think. Well, there's a lot of depth there. I mean, uh, like you said, and there's solid defensively. I think Ottinger's been out a little bit right now. Um, yeah, so they're playing with Scott Wedgwood, and they got Matt. Matt I don't know how many games Murray's played, but Wedgwood's yeah. been kind of holding down the fort right now. Um, Joe Jumbo or uh, Little Joe. Pavelski yeah, is playing on the first line. Still um, getting it done. They moved Jamie Ben down to the third line. Yeah. Sagan's on the second line with Matt Duchesne. Seems to be playing well recently. Yeah. Um, you know, their fourth line with Craig Smith, Sam Steele. Craig Smith, Couple obviously, guys, yeah. um, playing well. And Delandria. Yeah. So, yeah, very deep team. Uh, Going to be a dangerous team come yeah. playoff time. Yeah. Matt Duchesne, you know, that kind of just quietly getting it done there as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I really like this team. And then, you know, I, I'm, I think Heiskanen is right up there with you know kale mccarr and just how good this guy is so yeah yeah no i don't think a lot of people are talking about dallas i don't and i need to change that <laughs> yeah it starts here yeah we're changing that <laughs> all right let's move on to the pacific division jess uh, who's your surprise team in the pacific right now yeah i think i mean we spoke quickly about it i think edmonton so you know obviously the start that they've had a, a, so we'll leave that but i think if I could dig it out of our old podcast. Yeah. I've been speaking about the LA Kings for a while. You have, yep. And I thought six losses on the season right now. So look, I think it's coming time where they're uh, you know, they're really starting to show who they are. I think you watch out for this team in the playoffs. Like what was it last year, two years ago? They took Edmonton right to seven. Um, you know, yeah. And then exactly. Like you look at the goals they score, yeah, uh, players they have, and they don't give up anything defensively. They're yep. pro that's probably the lowest in the league. In terms yeah, of goals 68 against, goals against, yeah. So, you know, what is that like two, just over two, uh, two and a uh, per game? That's quick math there for you. Um, yeah, two point two. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, <laughs> that's excellent. So there. Yeah. But then you know that's like the Kopitar line, and, yeah. and you know it's um, uh, Phil Deneau and those guys there. Like, just a just a really good team, and I think this is a team that's built for the playoffs. And then if you get a guy like Quinton Byfield who just sort of steps up and, and becomes the player that everyone expects him to be. Yeah. And, you know, you still get Kempe, who is like, um, you know, he's I, I think he's very similar to like uh, Kyle Connor. 
He's a game changer. Yeah, he's yeah. a game changer. And then Fiala, I think, is struggling a little bit this year, but he also just somehow always seems to score. So, yeah, yeah this team, man, I, I really like this team. Well, you look at their top three centers, and you, you don't have a, a juggernaut goal scorer there. You've got Kopitar, Deneau, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, who mm. – when he's on, he's, uh, he's yeah. he could be one of the most dominant centers in the league. Yeah, um, and they're doing it also with a young, pretty young defensive core here on the back end. Uh, Drew Doughty continues to surprise every year. Yeah. I don't think he's lost a step yet. Yeah, uh, the ultimate competitor. But uh, yeah, a team that's going to be very very dangerous come playoff time. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that, Jess. Um, my surprise in the central is how bad the San Jose Sharks are. Um, we can't let a podcast go by when we're reviewing NHL teams yeah. right now. Like this, Early on in the season, they were being compared to that Caps team that won like nine in a whole year. They had um, back-to-back games where they got they let 10 goals in. Double digits. I mean, the That's second one, tough. the first one, you know, that happens once in a while. But like, how? Where's the pride? How do you how do you let in ten goals two games in a row in the NHL? Oh man! Um, but you know what? To give them credit, they've really bounced back. They're five hundred in the, over their last ten games. Yeah. Um, they've got nine wins, so I think they've equaled the total of that really bad Washington Capitals yeah. team. I can't remember exactly, but it was something around there. Um, yeah, times are tough in San Jose right now, and every once in a while, you know, they're gonna get that win where they get. A California road trip, and they yeah. got the third game yeah, in four yeah. nights. You know, we're in Vegas the night before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean, they're gonna yeah, get yeah. those wins, but they've gotten a few good wins lately. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, you know, absolutely embarrassing hockey there for a couple oh, of man. weeks. I've now, I in my lifetime, like since I've been watching hockey so closely, I've never seen a team that bad. Oh man, it was pathetic, and I actually remember it was so bad that I mean, not to tie this back into the Oilers, but when they still had uh, Woodcroft. Yeah. <laughs> so San Jose hadn't won a game. They just lost back-to-back <laughs> 10 gold games. Yeah. Edmonton goes down there, and there's this clip that I saw of, of the coaching staff for Edmonton walking off. The, so San Jose beat Edmonton. Yeah. And they're walking off, and, and it looks like Woodcroft looked at his assist, and he said, that's probably it for us. <laughs> and I think they were fired two days later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's how that, bad they were. It doesn't Is get any worse fired, than that. When a team lost to them, they fired their staff. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true sign of a yeah. bad hockey yeah. team. All right, Jess, thanks for that quick look in on each division. Um, so right now, just to, uh, just to update a little recap to anyone who's uh, you know not following super closely, um, goals in the NHL right now. Matthews is on an absolute torrid pace. Two again today. Two again today. So what is he up to 29 on the season now or something like that? I think he's 25 or 26, something crazy. Let's he's take, on pace for 70. Yeah, let's take a quick look here because it's worth mentioning. Um, yeah. He he just seems to score in bunches. Um, yeah. He'll score three three or four goals, three goals a game. Um, I don't know how many hat-tricks he's had this season. So yeah, he's up to 25. We had back-to-back hat-tricks to start the season. Back-to-back back hat-tricks. A strong I mean, way to start. Very, very strong. Brock Besser in there with 23. Nikita Kucherov, no surprise, 22. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. For me, the guy who's been a surprise is Sam Reinhart. Yeah. As far as goal scoring in the NHL, here's a guy who's kind of been buried in the depths uh, in Florida for a number of years. Um, He's got 20 or sorry, he's got 18 goals right now on the season. Seems like his role with the Florida Panthers has really uh, taken a huge turn. Um, Hyman scoring, obviously, when yeah. you're playing with McDavid Just and dry on, on a regular basis, goes in that. Yeah. But to me, Reinhardt's doing it without all of that help. Yeah. Um, and, and he's, he's probably their best player. Like, he is their best player right now. Yeah, player. I mean, yeah. well, you got Barkov there. Yeah. 
But I just the way he's playing. Yeah, you're right. I didn't see it coming either. But he's he's arguably their best player every night right now. Was he that good in Buffalo? And we just weren't seeing him or hearing about him because he was in Buffalo. Because I I just don't remember yeah. like so much a lot of hype. He was good in juniors. Yeah. Um, Again, I think it just ties into what we were talking about with Ottawa, man. It just takes time. It takes yeah. time to develop into a top-line player in the NHL. It, yep. It's hard, man. So, yeah. you know, seeing him come through, it just, again, it, that Florida team is a scary team again this year. And, um, you know, still think back to them beating us in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, they're a strong team. And, they, like, they knocked out some pretty good teams. Like, I mean, Boston had this. This is the first time we mentioned Boston this whole podcast. Yeah, we'll get to them. Paulie's in there, like, panicking right now, <laughs> chewing his fingernails off, saying, when are they going to mention the Bruins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, now look. Matthews, the way this guy can score, you're right. It, it And, again, I have I just have a crush on him. I don't know how else to say it. I have a crush on him. Is this a mustache? <laughs> Must-see. I love watching this guy play. Like, the other day He's he so was exciting. sick and he didn't yeah. play the game and I was yeah. disappointed going yeah. into the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one more surprise there for me, Jazz goal scoring. Sid the Kid putting up 18 yes. goals right yes. now. And he seems to score, like, the opener a lot. He scores the first goal of the game a lot. Yeah. Just a sign of preparation and, like, a guy who's just ready to go every night, no matter how old, how many games he's played right now. He's got 18 goals at this point of the season, and he's tied for four, fifth in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's still got it. I mean, we're still talking about it. Sid. He's here. a point of game <laughs> forever, right? He's still got it. I mean, I'm dreading the day when he has his press conference to no, say he's retiring. But, um, you know, him and Malkin, actually, are, are both kind of on a great pace this year. Um the team's not doing so well. Yeah. Um, Let's and, touch on the Penguins yeah, for a second. Yeah. Maybe this... another kind of surprise when they brought in yeah. Carlson and everyone was like, oh, this team's going to be a contender again. And Last chance for yeah, this, yeah, with yeah. this core. Geno seemed motivated. Yeah. yeah. So, can they can they turn it around? I don't know. Again, it's just the Eastern Conference is so tough. Yeah. And every night, especially as you get down the wire, like it's going to be a tough road. And, you know, they've got they've got pretty good front line. But I would say their depth is nowhere near where it used to be when that when when you know they were winning all those cups. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I you know Latang and and Carlson are obviously phenomenal defensemen, but I don't know, just that decor there, I don't know. But it's great to see Sid still doing it. I know. I, I mean, he's it. gonna. I think he'll just when he retires, he's not gonna be like Gretzky, where he had like you know, I can't put up a point of game anymore. Yeah. I think Sid's gonna have a point of game till Until the he moment just, he retires. Yeah, exactly. I just he's. He's so he's so prepared every single night. He still does all the little things right, yeah. which always leads to points. Yeah. He's not that super streaky guy who's going to go out and have a six-point game. Yeah. Just consistently there doing the right things. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked much about the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I wanted to talk about Kucherov. He's leading the league in scoring right now. Obviously, uh, he's 13 points ahead of McDavid, who has had a hor- horrible start. JT Miller, we've talked about him. Yeah. He, he's doing fantastic. But Nikita Kucherov and the Tampa Bay Lightning, I know Vazzy was hurt for a while, but yeah. is the clock ticking on this team? Are they still going to find a way to sneak in the playoffs? And when the playoffs come, they're just going to have an opportunity to win the Cup? Yeah, look, I mean, this has been probably the most dominant team of the last decade, right? Yeah. Them and I would probably say the Bruins. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, uh, yeah, that was for you, Polly. Thumbs up from Polly. <laughs> um, look, they, they they don't seem to be as dominant as, as as they usually are, but with that being said, I think this is when you see an experienced group where they're like, you know what, 
let's just turn it on second yeah. half get yeah. in doesn't matter if we're first or eighth doesn't really yeah, matter yeah that's right that's true and especially being in that division like it really really doesn't matter like if anything you'd want to slip into a wild card to try to get out of the division such a strong strong um group of teams but kucherov man so i got a funny story so my dad my dad always watches tampa right and everyone's been watching tampa the last few years and he just yeah. doesn't understand like you know why don't why don't they just cover him like he's barely moving he's barely skating so he went to watch tampa and ottawa when tampa was there and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this guy closely i'm gonna figure it out yeah. why like no one could just seem to stop him like he just seems lazy <laughs> i call him after the game and he's like he's one of the best players i've ever seen <laughs> yeah he's so efficient he, yeah so efficient lethal, is the right word so deadly yeah he only needs one scoring chance a game yeah and yeah. he just gets it done it's similar to like a pasternak man yeah like, and uh but man he's uh he's a treat to watch yeah i absolutely. hate it because he's been terrorizing the leafs the last few years but... he scored four goals the other night first time in his career four goal game wow stammer surprising yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, while we're on the topic of Boston here... Um, um, Let's get it out of the way. Pasternak's uh, their only player in the top 50 in scoring right now. Top 50. Yeah. Then this is the best team in the conference right now. Um, I'm a little surprised. I honestly... It's called balance. Balance, you're right, buddy. Um, I'm a little surprised, to be honest. I know, like, I knew they were going to be good this year. There's a lot of good pieces on that team. Yeah. Um, but when you lose a guy like Bergeron, t to you, is that like more of a like kind of a relief to some guys? Because it's like, OK, it was a bit of a distraction last year. Everywhere they went, it was his Sayonara last mm -hmm. game. Then they completely blew it in the playoffs. This year, they just seem like, you know, they're 19. They got five losses. They're 19, five and six. A solid record home and away. Um, first place, as I said, um, they're one point behind the Rangers in the Eastern Conference. Um, a fun team to watch. A yeah. team's obviously their goaltending tandem. I think is the best in the NHL, and it's yeah. been the best yeah. for a few years yeah. now. Yeah. Um, how hey, Marshawn's like not scoring at the his usual pace. Like yeah. the only guy scoring on a on a consistent basis is is Pasta. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Bruins? Look, to be honest. Um, after it wasn't just Bergeron that they lost, right? They yeah. lost Taylor Hall, they lost Bertuzzi, they Chara lost the year before, yeah, and then they lost um, uh, the, the guy Krejci. they traded for on the back end, Krejci. And <laughs> yeah, there's another defenseman they picked up. I can't remember his name right now from uh, Orlov, I think. Yep. So they had a lot of pieces leaving. So I actually thought yeah, they were going to take a big here. step back, big time. And then it's been the complete opposite. This yeah. team just never loses. <laughs> like it's, they it's just don't lose. Yeah, and they're they're deep. The, the, the great thing about the Bruins is their top six is pretty solid, and you can slot kind of one or two guys in. Like Danton Heinen yeah. was on a professional tryout. Yeah, and, he's on the second line. And now he's on the second line, playing yeah. unbelievably well. That's just yeah. the Bruins' kind of DNA, man. Like, you know, you just you slot guys in who just do super, super well. And look, Pasternak, I mean, enough said. Like, this guy yeah. is just one of the best to, to do it in the NHL. I think you're right, though. It's interesting that they do have kind of quite a balance of, of, of scoring. And the thing, the other thing about the Bruins is, like, they can play any style. Like, you want to come in there and kind of try to play rough and tumble and gritty hockey, they'll, they'll meet you right there. Absolutely. If you want to skill them, they're one of the most skilled teams in the league. If you want yeah. to, like, get into a pe like penalty power play shootout, their power play will destroy you. Like. Mm -hmm. It's just they're a complete group. And then again, you know, when you get by that decor, when you get by that team, 
then you got to run into those those two goalies on any yeah. given night. It can be the best in the NHL. So, yeah, it's, good. it's a good team. Again, like they're a Stanley Cup contender, 100%. Yeah, I have to agree, man. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's uh, It's been a surprise. They were so deep down the middle for so many years. Mm-hmm. And right now, your pa- Pavel Zaka is their top, top uh, centerman. Charlie yeah. Coyle, perennial second-line center. Yeah. I, he, he deserves to be there. Morgan Geeky, absolutely not. Did not see this coming yeah. from him. Yeah. The third line, Oscar Steen, John Beecher, Jacob Lauko. Yeah. Like, these are guys that no one has ever heard of. Um, Lucic is out right now. I think he's at the tail end yeah, of his yeah. career anyway. Their fourth line is unknown. J- James Van Riebsyk, to me, is a guy who he's he's produced everywhere he goes. He's a second-line power play guy. Yeah. He'll score a big goal late in a game on a six-on-five. Yeah. Great third-line guy. But it's just like you said, I can't believe how good they are right now at yeah. this in this yeah. moment with the turnover that they've turnover that they have uh coming into the season um yeah really happy for the bruins because uh to, to be doing what they're doing yeah. right now is is really impressive yeah and and it's nice to see marshawn take the seat too like I yeah mean, you know, I, it's weird like i would say the leafs are my favorite team and the bruins are my second favorite team so it's which is a bit strange but um yeah i'm, I'm happy for marshy yeah Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, Jess, um, before we get to um, some playoff predictions, just a few more things that I had noted down to talk about. Um, if you look at top plus minuses, I look at plus minus stat a lot. I think it's like it's a real good indicator of teams that are going to go far in the playoffs. Um, you've got the Vancouver Canucks, the Florida Panthers, the New York Islanders, and the Jets, top 11 players in plus-minus in the league come from those four teams. Oh, wow. Wow. So to me, I mean, the Isles, a bit surprising. We haven't talked about the Isles today. Yeah. bit surprising that they're third place in the Metro right now, 15-8-8. Eight, and eight. That's eight overtime losses, which I think always comes back to haunt a team when it comes to you know, squeaking into the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a lot of overtime loss. It's a lot of points given away. But when you look at a team, Noah Dobson, uh, he's plus 17. He's one of the top uh, defensemen in the league right now. I believe I remember you talking about him on the pod yeah. uh, a couple of seasons ago as yeah. a young player to watch. Yeah. Well, he's certainly come into his, his big boy shoes right now, yeah, and he's playing time. on a team that, you know, doesn't uh, necessarily score a ton of goals, but their power play is good. Um like I said, I, it's just surprising to me that all the top 11 players in the league come from those, uh, plus minus, come from those four teams, including the Florida Panthers, who for so many years would win game 7-6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the, on the plus minus stats? Here? Yeah. You know, I mixed, I'm mixed on that as a stat, but to be fair, it was, uh, like, for me, that was always one thing that I looked at when I was playing. Yeah. You know? So... Well, I think it's it's not uncommon to see like that you know individuals from the same kind of team. Of course, that makes sense, but it also suggests to me that that line 
is just getting the job done night yeah. in and night out, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, you look at the Islanders and, um, you know, they don't give up a ton, but if it's the same guys that are just kind of consistently putting the puck in the net or like Quinn Hughes, who just seems to be on the ice all game. Um, yeah. Quinn Hughes leading the league in plus minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Who's <laughs> like, an offensive defenseman. Yeah. And that was his big knock, right? Like yeah. he just doesn't play enough defense. But yeah. I mean, you don't have to when you're just pushing the <laughs> pushing the page on offense. But yeah, I think from a uh, looking at it as a statistical, uh, statistical point of view, um, yeah, I don't think it's uncommon to to see that the top players kind of all in the the or the top teams with the same guys. Yeah. But you're right. I think it is a good indicator, and that's why again going back to what I said about the Leafs, it makes me nervous. Yeah. But yeah. These are some great teams, man, and 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 a lot of these teams that rely on kind of that same those core guys, and they're just yeah. getting it done. Couldn't agree more. Um, last uh, kind of stat I wanted to talk about, Jess, is is it in an, as an indicator of a good team is their power play yes. percentage. The New Jersey Devils are leading the league right now, just barely ahead of Tampa. They're firing at thirty point five percent, which I mean, power play percentages have gone up the last few years um, statistically. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay. Firing at 30%, there's no surprise there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of big guns. And and the other thing is these top power play teams don't rely on one power play unit. Yeah. They both have the depth to have yeah. two units yeah. on the go. The Rangers just below 30%. Then you got Edmonton at 28 and a half. And then you've got Toronto, Vancouver, and the Islanders just below, just below Edmonton. Mm. Any surprises there for you? And do you look at that as an indication of a team that can – Come playoff time, if your if your power play is going good, oh, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do some damage. Now this is something that I I I think if you don't have your power play right, then you're no chance. You're either a going to get into the playoffs or make it out of the first round. Power plays are the difference maker in the playoffs. Big goals, big yeah. moments, big momentum drives. The the looking through this, I think the thing that keeps surprising me is the Islanders. Like they're yeah. just uh, kind of hitting all the right. Yeah, and yeah. it's Trotz. Trotz is still the coach there. Mm. Yeah, is it? No, it's not Barry Trotz. Um, you know who the coach is there, anyway. So, but they seem to have everything kind of going the right way for them. So, surprising to see them. So maybe it's something to uh, to to keep an eye on. But I agree with you in terms of the Lane Lambert, right? Yeah, right. the importance of the of the power play cannot be understated. I yeah. remember, and again, I'll talk about the Leafs because I, I love talking about the Leafs, and I've been talking about the Bruins a little too much here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second half of the year when Montreal beat them out, yeah, they didn't score on the power play for like, like the like the last sixteen games, and yeah. then going into the playoffs, they were like one for, and you just you won't win like that. So the power play is crucial and it's critical, and I mean Tampa Bay, that power play has been playing together for like seven seasons. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 but it's amazing. Like to, having a season where you're twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty percent, that's incredible. Yeah. And it seems to be happening more and more often. Yeah. I mean, right now, you I think there was, when I looked, there was eight teams over 28% or something like that. And that's that's pretty, incre yeah, that's that's pretty incre incredible. You just can't be taking penalties. <laughs> yeah. So, Jess, it is kind of early in the season. We're just around the 30 to 33 game mark. We're not quite at the halfway point. But since I got you here today, yeah. and thanks for coming, by the way. It's oh, real nice to have you back on it, the man. pod. That's good. Um, and thanks, Paulie, for having us in the studio. It's so fun to be back here uh, doing these in the studio with the boys. Um, pleasure, boys. Never. You still? He's awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> Trying to take care of this cat. Paulie, Paulie's got a 20 year old cat in the studio right now. He's taking care of. It's unbelievable. Yes, you heard that right. 20 years 20 old. 20 years old. Spry as a kitten. <laughs> 
Polly, did you want to add anything about your Bruins? Because we didn't really get a chance to uh, to ask you anything tonight. I think Jess covered all things Bruins for me today. Yeah, he did nice a good job. Thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I hate the Bruins. <laughs> Toronto's my second favorite team, too. So. Yeah, we're in this oh, together, Polly. We're in this together. The you guys want to hold hands? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, before I let you go, Jess, again, I said, again, as I said, uh, it's early in the season, but I do want to get a couple playoff predictions out of you. It seems to me in the Eastern Conference, we don't need to talk about the Bruins, Leafs, Rangers. Yeah. I, I still think the Flyers could still back off and everything like from 14th place to the eighth place team is a difference of four points right yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this uh, out at you between the Islanders, Hurricanes, Lightning, Capitals, Devils, maybe even the Red Wings. Who are the two teams there that are going to be in the playoffs? I think Jersey's a very, very good hockey team. Yeah. I think they've just kind of stumbled when Jack Hughes got hurt, and they, 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 they kind of they weren't playing that well. But yeah. this is a really strong team. I think you're going to see them in the playoffs. And I, I mean, you can't ignore Tampa. Like Tampa can still, all, you know, ultimately go and win the division. They'll definitely be there. And then I would probably put in flyers and islanders gonna hang on there can they keep this it going? seems like the islanders are doing everything right so yeah. i mean they're playing very well i i you know the rangers are just rolling right now um so i would say you're gonna see tampa in you're gonna see jersey in i don't think detroit can turn it around even with patty kane which yeah. we didn't even mention um well, go ahead, mention him. Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, it's great to see him back in the NHL. <laughs> it is great to have him back in the NHL. Yeah, it's a bit weird seeing him in in, uh, in, in Detroit, Detroit Jersey, yeah. but yeah, and then Carolina, man, Carolina to me is, um, you know, again, they just they don't seem up to much, really yeah. be the team that I know them to be. But yeah, I you know, I, I I do expect to see Tampa. I do expect to see Jersey. I still think Carolina is underachieving right now, so yeah. I think they're a tough team. Yeah. So they'll get in, and and so yeah, those I, I would say like I expect those teams to come in. So maybe right. Philly slows down or whatever, yeah. but yeah. I I I would say I would agree with you on Carolina, New Jersey for sure, uh, Tampa Bay. I think I think Philly drops back. I don't I don't think they're going to be able to keep up this pace. I don't see the I don't see the Flyers being in the playoffs. I think the Islanders are going to be battling for that final playoff spot. Likely with the New Jersey Devils, it looks like at this point, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, because yeah. Tampa's just given up way too many goals. Uh, the Washington Capitals right now are currently sitting a point out of the playoffs. They've scored 70 goals on the season. Uh, and they've given up 80. For me, that's not going to continue. Um, you're, Is Ovechkin going to catch Gretzky? Uh, if he plays four more years at this pace. <laughs> Because right now he is not scoring goals. At he all. does not look like the no. Ovechkin of no. old. I, I mean, he could turn it up at any point. But this, sure. this whole team, I, I can't believe they're fifteen nine and four right now because they do not have a good lineup. But no. um, to me, the Carolina Hurricanes are probably going to be a team that picks up a goalie at the deadline. They mm. might even go after a guy like Jake Allen. They're giving up way too many goals. It's mm. not their style. I don't think, and mm. I think they'll turn it around. Uh, the Lightning, yeah, like I said, they'll turn it around as well. Vasilevsky, he wasn't right when he came back, it seemingly. Um, so I think the Capitals drop off. I think the Flyers drop off. And then you're going to have a battle between the Florida Panthers, the New York Islanders, Carolina, Tampa, and New Jersey for yeah. those last two yeah. spots. But you're all good teams, man. Like they're all, they're all, all very good teams, teams. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's tough. 
So uh, we're going to check back in, Jess. If you'll come back um, you know, before the playoffs, um, we'll definitely come back and do this. But uh, we'll check in again. Polly, write down those predictions, buddy. <laughs> or or, or no, they're, they're, uh, re- they're recorded, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't you don't write need to write them. it down. You don't need to write them down. <laughs> we'll, we'll play them back. We'll play them yeah. back. Uh, let's take a quick look at the Western Conference. Um, you know, the Central Division, the top three in that division, to me, there's no way any of them drop out of the playoffs. Yeah. The Pacific Division, same thing. So you got Dallas, Colorado, the Jets. They're yeah. 100% Very making top the playoffs. This, this division, yeah. this conference. Yeah. Knights, Knucks, Kings, absolutely all making the playoffs. Yeah. But now, when you look at this wild card race yeah. between Nashville, Arizona, the Blues, Flames, Wild, Kraken, Oilers, you know, I think we can count out the Ducks, Blacks, and Blackhawks, and Sharks at this point. Uh, but from the Oilers all the way to Nashville, we got a nine-point gap. And like we talked about the Oilers enough, they've, they've had a really bad start. Out of those teams, who are the two teams making the wild card? Because I think the top three in the divisions are locked up. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think Edmonton will get in. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, I think, hasn't been playing all that well. They're a pretty solid team, and they're always just a team that just always seems to get in and then get stomped by, like, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't... The Yotes, I I mean, you talked about them. They've got some good players. And they're, they're really coming along, but I'm going to say the Oilers will get there, and, and then I think you watch St. Louis with the coaching change. I think Ooh. you watch St. Louis with the coaching change. And, wow. And uh, I'm going to say St. Louis. Wow, that's a bold prediction. Yeah. I didn't see you going bluesers on that one. Um, I think uh, I think the Preds are going to hang on. I think the Predators are just so good. Um, you know, they used to be world-class goaltending and the top 4D in the league. Yeah. That MO has changed a little bit in Nashville. Um, you know, there's there are 101 goals, 499 against. They're just barely above... Um, they're plus two on, on, on the season. I think the Preds hang on. I just think uh, they've got enough scoring um, in a weak, weak wild card race. Um, and and I agree. I, I do believe in the Oilers. I think the Oilers are going to turn things around. They've shown us that they can do it. And it's going to be between, between the Oilers, pr- uh, Predators, and Minnesota Wild. I think the Flames are, are not there. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be between those three teams, Jess, uh, yeah. who makes the wild card. But divisions seem to be pretty locked up yeah yeah and just looking at this wild card race like there's not that many strong teams like edmonton really could run the table like in and f- close out the year you know the second 40 like the second half at like call it 30 wins 10 mm-hmm. losses something crazy like that right so yeah well jess we're going to wrap things up here right now um should we do a half season stanley cup prediction who you think oh win? that's a great idea should we go for you want to go cup winner Let's just say who's going to make it to the final from both conference. All right, you go first. I think Vegas is going to win the cup again, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Vegas from the west, yep. and then from the east, I'm going to go with hmm, – for me, it's between the Bruins and the Rangers, I think. I'm going to say the Bruins after a tough tough one last year. There, there you go, Pauly. Leave you leave on that note with that for you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll go with different picks. I'm gonna go with the New York Rangers and the Los Angeles Kings. Ooh, I like it. We'll have to check in later on. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's we're way off, and then we'll just we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll edit delete. this out. <laughs> 
Well, Jess, it's been a pleasure having you back on the on the program, um, and look forward to chatting with you and seeing you on the ice. Awesome guys, thank uh, you. Speaking me back about here. programs and everything, though, we got a couple of questions oh, here. Oh, I forgot if, about uh, the trivia. Yeah, we got some trivia now. Right, Polly. Oh, it's been God. a while, so <laughs> we are going to kind of wrap things up. I was here hoping with, he'd uh, forget. For the record, <laughs> I <laughs> dominated <laughs> you in trivia. Here's the thing: it's yeah. been a while. So, I have ten quick questions. Ten. Holy <laughs> just ten need quick a second ones. episode. Quick ones, boys. Quick ones. First one's a three-point question. Oh God! What is the month, day, and year that the NHL was founded? Nineteen oh two. Yeah. June fifth. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm gonna go September seventh, nineteen oh six. Both of you. <laughs> All right. Are absolutely right. <laughs> uh, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Surprise, surprise. Correct yeah. answer November 26, 1917. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. 20 years earlier. Yeah, I mean, that was. Edit that out. It was good. Uh, there's a, a team uh, called the Bruins that uh, won a Pass. couple of those cups. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> How many cups do the Bruins have? Uh, the cat seems to know the answer. Know, the cat knows the answer. Even the cat can't stand on this Bruins talk. I'm going to say six. Okay, Chris? Nine. Nine. Correct answer? Six. Oh! oh still got it. Still Come got on. it. Still got it. Okay, bonus question. When was the last time the Bruins won the cup? Uh, 11. What, uh, was it 11 they beat Vancouver? It was 11, 12, maybe. No, I think it was 2000. I think it was 2011 because Chicago won in 2010. 2011, final answer. Lock it in. Chris? Yeah, I, I, can I agree? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you both views. 2011. Yes. Okay. Two for three, man. Uh, let's uh, focus a little bit on a, on a, on a Leaf. Yes. A guy named Austin Matthews got a couple of goals this year, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Got a couple. How many did he score in his first NHL game? Three. Four. Correct answer? Four. God damn it. Yes. Tony, man, I got a crush on this guy, man. I know everything about him. Okay. Uh, you, guys, you guys had this set up. Well, there was a guy that you get, didn't mention until the very end, but we didn't mention him enough, and that's Patrick Kane. Patrick mm. Kane, new Detroit Red Wing. Yep. What year was he drafted? 04. No. No. No, he that's way too long Sid. ago. He came out. That was Sid. Sid's year. Yeah, no, that that was 04 was that really strong Ovechkin. draft year, wasn't it? No, it was Ovechkin was first. Sid was 05. I'm going to say 07. Correct answer? 2007. Oh, yes. my God. I'm on fire here. I'm on fire. Okay, speaking of fire, the guy that was on fire for the whole entire career was a guy, number 99, Wayne Gretzky, and Ovi is coming up to his points. How many goals? Yeah. How many regular season points? Oh, oh sorry, goals. Yeah. Yeah. How many regular season points did uh, Gretzky have in his career? Uh, twenty. I'm gonna say twenty-eight. It's twenty-eight hundred. I think twenty-eight fifty. I'll say. I think it's twenty-seven ninety-one. Okay. If we were going with uh, prices right. <laughs> Correct answer is 2,857. 
And we're getting close here. Okay, Ovi, uh, let's go an easy one. What's his nickname? <laughs> the great, the great eight. I got it first. Come on. Yeah. Okay. All right, give him Can one. I get a point? I'll here, give boys? him a point. I'll give him a He's point. on the board. Two last ones. How many teams did Jeremy Jagger play in the NHL? Cash. Oh. Uh, we like the cat, buddy. We like cat leave the cat in. Do not edit the cat, cat out. This is a 20-year-old cat. The cat. First <laughs> podcast this cat's been on in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Jeremy Yager. Yager. How many teams? 11. I'm going seven. Seven. Correct answer, nine. Ooh. Oh, Price is right, Rolls. Put one on the board for me. <laughs> that's true, that's bad, true, that's true. Bad. And uh, Crosby scored a famous overtime goal to win the Olympic gold for Canada in 2010. Mm -hmm. Who was it against? The Americans. Yeah. The golden Assist goal. Assisted by Iggy. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Iggy, Iggy. And, uh, do you guys know Mike Fisher? Of course. Of course. <coughs> Who's married to? Carrie Underwood. Yeah, Underwood. And uh, I'm going to do the last absolute question how many video game covers is ovechkin on <laughs> one for sure he's been on one for sure and then he may have been on it after he won the cup so i'm gonna say two i'll go three correct answer two yes i'm fire kid as always jesse lucier bringing the heat here on the podcast our hockey insider final, final score there a lot to nod to the one. Yeah. I have any four if we're being generous. Oh, generous four. <laughs> Some little bonuses Jesus in there. Eight. Oh. Well done, my friend. Very good. Thanks a lot, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Polly. And, uh, and guys, uh, everyone have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Whatever you got going on, enjoy your holidays. Jess, thanks again for being here. We'll see you guys playoff time. Thanks for having me. Hey, boys. That was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, Wheel Hub Asia, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Yardley Brothers Beer, and of course, Sunset Studio. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Across the Pond HK. Email us, send in your comments and questions to the show at any time at AcrossThePondHK at gmail.com. I'm not used to this anymore. Jesse's making me nervous. <laughs> hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. Ah, sorry. Jesus. Tough start. <laughs> oh, God. I need a drink.